It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here entertaining you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. You just got to hit that Listen Now button. As far as listening now, Wade, turn it up. It's Friday, bud. Let's go. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you got to do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. That's it, Wade. That's the way I feel about you, week in and week out, right there. You're my wonder wall, all right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so unexpected. Yeah, well, you know, it's. Uh, I'm in a great mood today. I'm in a fantastic mood. But then again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood most Fridays because I'm here with you, and we're doing Springdale Golf Live. And uh, today's show is in dedication to our lead sponsor, New Jersey Golf Foundation, where we're talking all sorts of things about charitable golf and growing the game here in the state of New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I, I sound very, very clear to everyone, and I know if you're following on social networks that we were planning on doing a live broadcast from Pine Barrens Golf Club, um, but uh, we had a couple technical difficulties down there, so I commuted quick back to the studio, and I, I know Wade was missing me. So, I was. Uh, I sabotaged it, actually. You did. You, did. You, like well, a gremlin. Well, you, did, you sabotaged it with tremendous aplomb, of course. Thank you. And uh, so anyway, so we're back here, but we're going to talk to all the same people. We're going to have just as much fun, maybe even more, and uh, we're going to start the day off with our host professional down there at Pine Barrens, where we were going to go, who's there hosting the MGP Cup. It's the ninth edition of this. His name's Brian DeMarco, and he's the head golf professional at Pine Barrens Golf Club down there in beautiful Jackson, New Jersey. And we have Brian here on the line. We're going to talk a little bit uh, New Jersey Golf Foundation. We're going to talk a little bit about his tournament there today and, and a little bit about golf, too. So, Brian DeMarco, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today, man? Keith, how are you? It's great to talk to you. Hey, it's great to talk to you, too. And, uh, um, you know, it's too bad we're not there sitting next to one another, but we're going to have just as much fun, you and I, today, uh, tearing it up today and talking a little bit about, um, you know, one of our favorite things. I know it's both near and dear to both of our hearts, and that's the New Jersey Golf Foundation. But uh, let's get started with how the tournament get off this morning, the ninth MGP Cup, uh, first back in 2011, but this is your ninth edition. And how'd the guys get off this morning, and uh, how's play going? so far today ninth edition i can't believe it it seems like yesterday you were here for the uh last year's eighth edition but uh the guys uh guys went off good um we went off on time 10 o'clock shotgun we did throw a couple new wrinkles in this year um they're playing in sixums uh so two three-man teams per hole and uh so now we got two pros per hole and the pros are playing a little better ball format as well in addition to everything else that they're doing so the uh i think they're enjoying it for sure so the, there's the pro-am teams, there's the individual yeah. pro, and then there's a pro-pro within yeah. the whole tournament. Yes. Three tournaments in one. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, we made a lot of people happy. Some of the pros are riding together, and they're like, oh, we should do a pro-pro. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do one. So we threw it in. Huh. I love it. I mean, it's like it was all designed by the director of fun. 
You know, right. well, well done there, Mr. DeMarco. Well done. You know, and I tell you, you know, you've been down there in the head pro at Pine Barron since 2014, you know, a, uh, a PSU alum, you know, your football team's doing pretty good. And, uh, and, you know, you have this amazing event down there. So what's the field like? You got some good players in there. You got some, uh, some guy who, who you watching today is, is, is Vince, gonna, Vince Romagli going to, he's going to repeat or, you know, who do you think, who do you think is going to win today? We've got, you know, I mean, as always, we've got a star-studded field, and I mean, it starts off first with uh, with my members here. Um, they're great. They support the tournament. They get behind it. We've got, uh, you know, a great core group of members that have been behind this tournament since day one. Um, so they're still supporting it. Uh, they're out here playing. But then, you know, over to the professional division, you got a lot of big names. I mean, you know, all everybody that's playing it, it's great. But uh, you know, there's a lot of big names up there. Um, you know, if you do a quick perusal of the uh, the list of names, you've got Alex Beach. There's the uh, current reigning national PGA um, club pro champion. Uh, you know, if, you know that, you, if that's good, you know, you have the yeah. reigning PGA <laughs> professional champion of the year in your field. Yep. All right, keep going. You know, we've got multiple guys that have played in the PGA championship. You know, Alex being one of them, uh, Brian Gaffney, uh, Brian Mackey, you know, so uh, let's see who else. You just go down the list. It just goes on and on. Um, you know, Brett Jones, Frank Esposito. Well, that's really cool. And so you mentioned earlier that the, the membership really gets behind the event. And since I have a lot of members from different clubs all over the state, uh, you know, between Philly and New York here that listen to the show every Friday, you know, give me an idea of what what the membership does to really support, you know, the cup and, you know, all all that you're trying to bring together with this great fall event. They, uh, well, basically, first off, obviously, a large portion of their entry fee goes towards generating a uh, a prize purse for the professionals and also a, um, a donation to the New Jersey Golf Foundation. So uh, that basically is where the, most of their entry fee goes, uh, with a little bit towards um, food and beverage and things like that to support the tournament itself. Uh, we get a lot of our prizes donated by different companies and our sponsors that get behind the event and each year, it seems like our network of sponsors is growing, which is a good thing. Um, got a lot of great sponsors that got behind us this year. So in addition to the membership, we've got uh, Vineyard Vines stepped up. Uh, they provided a lot of clothing for the event, as well as Straight Down and our sales reps from those companies. Uh, Grace and Clothiers, Under Armour, Golf Pride, uh, Golf Max, our Golf Pride distributor, um, Sports Images International, and Greenside Experiences, and then Heck, we even got our uh, our local deli down the street, Lucky Seven. So they jumped in and sponsored the event. I love that. Did they provide sandwiches or something? Like cheesesteaks? <laughs> they what provide the best sandwiches. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, I, we don't. I don't want. I don't want to say that to your general manager or your chef, but uh, it sounds to me no, like they're for, they're for off days when uh, you know when nothing's going on here. We can't use the restaurant or something. Yeah, the Lucky Seven sounds like a good spot, good name for a deli, if you ask me. Absolutely, that's for sure. I I love myself a good deli sandwich, but uh, <laughs> well, I, hang it, hang on. Anyway, it's, let's get back on. Uh, we start talking about food, and I'm lost in, in a heartbeat. All right, so you know, every year you make this thing so special, and it sounds like it's already tremendous fun for the guys and gals that are playing in this thing but you know besides the formats is there anything new that you added to the event this year to kind of um you know spice it up a little bit yeah actually well basically i already touched on it uh and kind of gave that one away but uh we last year in years past we the tournament has grown we played in you know, the format is a one member one guest playing with a 
PGA professional. Uh, so that forms obviously a three-person team. We had so many of these teams last year that many of the holes were doubled up when we would shotgun out. Um, so sitting here thinking, like, okay, instead of doubling up, why don't we just put two teams together on a hole? We won't have any double-ups, and everybody just plays a six. We'll have two teams on each hole. So we did that. In doing that, then we started thinking, we're like, well, since we've got two pros riding together, we can then throw in another wrinkle and have their pro-pro format as well, where they just do a better ball while they're playing out there. So they're kind of not playing, you know, they're playing separately with different teams, but then they can also combine for a better ball tournament score as well. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I wish I was playing in it, but, you know, we have to do this, and the show must go on. Um, I know, I know, but we love listening to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, we love having you on every year, you know. So chalk it up for 2009, uh, 2020. We get into another decade, Wade. Can you believe this? I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can believe it, too. All right, so um, it, the big benefactor of this whole thing is the New Jersey Golf Foundation, which is the sponsor of the radio show, and we love them to death and all that they do and their three pillars. Going back to last year when I was with you, the event, how much money did you all raise in 2018 for the foundation? I believe I'd have to go back and look, but I believe it was somewhere around $8,000. And uh, I think it'll be uh, well north of that this year. So will we get into five digits? Uh, yeah, probably. All right. I like the sound yeah, of that. Yeah. All right. From what I'm looking at now, we have a, uh, so in addition to the money that's generated through the, just the straight tournament entries, we also do a large silent auction for this event. Um, the auction is pretty large this year. Uh, we did get some, a lot of donated pieces and, you know, sports memorabilia, uh, foursomes at clubs, things like that. So I would imagine the, Judging how that goes after the guys come in, um, you know, the uh, should be a pretty sizable donation that we're going to make to the uh, foundation. Give me a highlight silent auction item. So, like, let's just say there was a, a man or a woman driving down 195 and they were listening to us right now. And th something that would make them pull off the highway, drive right to your place and sign up for it. What, what do you got for me? Oh, we got a little bit of everything out there. Their um, sports, uh, sports Images International was very nice to give us some uh some great pieces. One of them is Jack Nicholas from the 1986 Masters, and it has certified uh, reproductions of all four of the scorecards with his autograph, oh, wow. um, which is pretty special. Yeah, it's a pretty special piece. It's got the actual um, press photography as well in there. So it's uh, that's a pretty special piece. And there's uh, there's an Arnold Palmer, his final dinner or his final Champions dinner at the Masters with a signed master's flag. Wow. So that one's pretty good too. Then we've got uh, we got a mix of everything. We've got uh we got a Saquon uh Saquon Barkley jersey in there, autographed. Uh you know, and then we got uh we've got a bunch of uh foursomes that are available as well. Is there any uh, pictures of ghosts down there signed by uh, Sam Darnold? <laughs> Maybe a couple New Jersey Devils. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, touche. Very nice. Very nice. We're down in that area, down in Pine Barrens here. Yeah, I mean, you you are certainly in in, uh, in New Jersey lore country there for the <laughs> devil. There's no doubt about that. Uh, uh, very very uh, appropriate comment there for sure. Um, so when this whole thing is done today, do you guys post the results online anywhere? Can people look this up? Um, you know, how could how could someone how could one of my listeners find out about who wins today? If you know their local club pro is playing in the event and they want to see how that person did? 
you know what? We will we'll post some of the results. We won't uh, we won't post the entire professional division, um, but we will do. You know, we'll post on social media and things like that. There's always already have been a bunch of posts on there, but uh, we'll do our social media channels and things like that. Well, that's good. That that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, any stories from the golf course yet so far? As far as you know, maybe g- great shots, hole in ones. Any, any eagles out there? Um, how's the golf course playing these days? You know, weather weather lately around here has been pretty good. We just got some rain. Um, you know, what do you what do you think the winning score will be? Give us some uh, perspective on the golf course and how it's playing. It's tough. The uh, the golf course is playing playing good. Um, golf course is in great shape. Uh, we've had a very cooperative fall uh our head superintendent kevin reese he does an amazing job here for us um he's got the greens running i know yesterday he measured them out they were running at a 12-2 and i know they were north of that today so they're a little bit quicker today um and here that's you know that's that's fast for here so um we set the course up pretty you know pretty moderate with lengthwise we didn't put them off the back of all the tee boxes so it's a fair setup I would imagine that there's probably going to be somebody that goes into the, you know mid 60s, um, but I don't think anything's going to be too ridiculously low. But somebody will shoot a good number, I'm sure, because the birdies are out there. Oh yeah, I, you know, having played your golf course a couple of times, I mean, it's just a fantastic layout down there in the middle of the state and beautiful Jackson, you know, surrounded by the pine trees and uh, just just a really sweet spot. Um, so tell me more about what's been going on at Pine Barrens this year. Um, how's the season been for you? How's the club doing? You know, give us a little update here. The club's doing great. the uh, The membership is uh, the membership is very healthy. It's excellent. Uh, we've we've added some members this year. Uh, the course itself is good. It's been in great condition. I mean, quite honestly, we've benefited from pretty much a great year. Um, we haven't had any uh, any crazy weather, with the exception of a few days of high heat and then some rain after that. But uh, you know, for the for the most part, this place has been good. It's uh, it's a really special place. We're kind of we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere here, sitting on about 450 acres. Uh, the golf course is pretty spread out, so you kind of go out there when you're playing. You don't really experience any other holes that you see or anything you're kind of isolated on your own hole so it's it's a pretty good spot yeah, it's a pretty good spot that's been around since uh, 1999 and yeah. uh you know if you get the chance folks and you're in that area and you get invited to play there i would certainly uh turn the car towards mr demarco and uh go see him and his staff and then all the wonderful people there at pine barrens golf club hey uh, brian it's uh it's about quarter past the hour here so i'm getting a wink from my producer we're gonna head to break for just a couple of minutes and uh hold on tight when we bring it back we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the pop culture of golf and what's going on these days so so, uh, folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in, in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920 New Jersey. We'll be back after this. We have entertaining sports talk for Bucks, Burlington, and Mercer counties with Clay Travis, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, and Doug Godley on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Yeah, have fun with a capital F. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. 
Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electro-synth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of we were... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences, all right, all right, just, I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget, get out of debt, set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey? The private club operating division of Troon Golf Management. Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all of the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, Wade, some days are better than others. Today's a great day to have a great day. Turn it up. Katrina and the Waves takes us back there a couple years, right? 30, couple. <laughs> 30 plus years or so. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just in a, I'm, I'm in a tremendous mood today because last night um, we had the uh, annual celebration of golf here in New Jersey, which is a party that's hosted by the New Jersey PGA and the New Jersey State Golf Association, where they hand out all of their, you know, celebratory awards and, um, uh, for the season, and uh, I was in attendance last night. And did both people, uh, Kevin Purcell, the executive director of the New Jersey State Golf Association, and Chris Bauer, he's the executive director of the New Jersey PGA, are to be commended for putting on a, a fantastic party. And uh, Albert Constantini, who's the GM at Canoebrook, and Canoebrook who was right. at it was at Canoebrook up in Summit, and it just just a great great party last night, and uh, just feeling good about things. And uh, one of the things I'm feeling good about is that I still have our main man the head pro down at Pine Barrens Golf Club, Brian DeMarco online. So, Brian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. All right. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot to feel good about. That's why I was putting that song on there for the the uh, second song of the week, feeling like walking on sunshine. I, I'm really I'm really pretty hyped about golf these days. And, you know, when I woke up the other morning and Tiger had shot 64 to lead the uh, Typhoon, I mean, the Zozo Open Championship here, um, yep. you know, he, 
Tiger kind of, I mean, everybody got excited about the Masters thing, and then he went away, and then we were like, oh, here we go again, right? You know, but like, how pumped were you the other day, you know, when you woke up and you heard, you know, Tiger shooting 64 and leading the tournament in his first kind of tournament experience back, you know, since the summer? What were you thinking about? Yeah, it's good. to. I mean, hey, nobody can sit here and, you know, say that that's not good for golf, uh, because he definitely puts uh, puts tickets, you know, puts people out there watching these tournaments. Definitely the uh, the viewership goes up whenever he's in contention. So anytime he's playing good, it's good for golf. You know, it, and what's going to be interesting is that when I saw the highlights, I, you know, I mean, what do you think? I thought he looked really good. He looked really healthy. You know, towards the end of the year, he looked tired and he looked like he was kind of like lumbering along, but he looked like he had some bounce in his step. What would you think? Yeah, sure. He got, you know, he obviously got some much needed rest. Um it's got to be tough. I mean, even for him, he does play a selective schedule, but um, he was the first one to say when, uh, after he had won the Masters and came back and kind of was a little flat with the uh, following tournaments, he was the first one to say that, hey, look, you know, it might not be every tournament, but, you know, it's good to see him that he still got, uh, he obviously still has it, so. Well, he still has it. And, uh, you know, as I kind of joked right there, I, they're dealing with a typhoon over in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, and the poor PGA Tour in Japan is the first time the PGA Tour is ever playing an event in mainland Japan there. And, you know, they, they have this wonderful crowds coming out, almost like the waste management. I have They have like hundreds of thousands of people coming out for these four days. And now they're dealing with a typhoon. So you're going to get Tiger Woods to play 54 holes over the weekend. So I, I think we're going to get to see real quick how healthy he actually is and, and what kind of barometer he has for activity um, you know so it, it's it, it, you know what I noticed and I was when I was watching the highlights and I thought this was pretty cool and, and I was wondering if you saw this too but every green over the, or every hole over there has two greens did you notice that I did I, I, I have to admit I did not see a lot of the highlights but I and what I did see, I did notice that. So over in Japan, when they're building the golf courses way back when, they were building a summertime grass green and they were building a wintertime grass green. And now with all the hybrid grasses, they don't necessarily need one of each, but they were planting one type of grass on one and one type of grass on the other. I mean, what what an interesting idea. You know, when I saw that, I was like, I, it gave me pause. I was like, what the heck is going you on know, there? Americans are too lazy to do that. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that that could be. That could be. But isn't that kind of a cool idea? It is. It's a great idea. I mean, essentially, you've got two different holes there for each one now. So it's like having a 18-hole, 36-hole facility all wrapped sure, into yeah. one, you know. So Gary Woodland, right, he's tied with Tiger, and uh, they postponed all of round two because of the typhoon, and they're going to get started over the weekend in threesomes, um, which will be tonight for us, which is Saturday morning for them. But uh, Gary Woodland, um, not playing alongside, but, you know, shooting six under, tying Tiger at 64 in the first round, is making himself a little case to be a President's Cup pick. And I have one question for you there, head professional DeMarco, and that is, uh, how do you feel about Tiger Woods being a captain's pick for the President's Cup team? Uh, That's a tough one. Um, You know, I mean, he does have, he's got two uh, assistant uh, captains there that I think will help guide him. Um, But essentially, I think it comes down to he just has to ask himself, hey, how am I playing? How's my back feel? How's my, you know, how's my health? Or he looks at whoever his options are and weigh the options. And he's obviously a good enough competitor where he'll he'll know what the right choice is. I, you know, and I, I 
I think that's a really fair and accurate assessment. I think at the end of the day, he looks in the mirror, and if if the decision's actually left up to him and the PGA Tour is not saying you're playing for TV ratings or something, if they leave it up to him, I, I think he's the best one to make the assessment overall, whether he's the captain or not. Um, yeah, I think he hit the nail right on the head there. And you know what? Hey, folks, we're talking to Brian DeMarco. He's the head golf professional down at Pine Barrens Golf Club, and he's hosting the ninth MGP Cup today, which is... Uh, all put together for his members there, for the professionals in the area, and it supports the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the greatest friends you could have here at Springdale Golf Live. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I want to talk to my listeners about, about you, is that you are world-renowned as a club builder, as a club repairman. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit about you. Let's let the listeners learn a little bit about you. How did you get so much into club building? And, you know, where did you learn your craft? Um, you know, how did, how did you get all involved in this? Because it's really cool, the stuff that you do and you post on Instagram all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, kind, of, it's kind of spiraled after I started doing it. But uh, it all started way back. So, uh, as you know, my father is a life member of the PGA, retired now, but he was for 35 years a head professional. Um, and now we're going back into the years of persimmon. So when he was a head pro at Reading Country Club, he had a pretty large persimmon refinishing workshop. And um, over the years, I kind of watched him do some club repair and learned a little bit of stuff, you know, here and there. Um, fast forward a bunch of years, when I was into the business, I was working at Deal Country Club. And uh, my boss at the time, at the time, Jason Lamp, uh, he looked at me and he's like, you know, how much of this club repair do you do? And I said, yeah, I can do some. So it ends up we uh, we set up a club repair business there and um, it kind of took off. After that, I kind of, there was a couple of years after that that I had taken the job here at Pine Barrens and I expanded my relationships with a lot of the club companies, mainly True Temper. Um, I got on to, it was very um very lucky to have been selected by them for their shaft council, which is limited to, actually, I think it's now three PGA professionals nationwide that are on this advisory board for education. And uh, it's kind of just taken off. We do, um, you know, my uh, my assistants here help me with some stuff, and we do a whole number of regrips and a lot of kind of high-end club repair and reshafts and custom stuff. Well, I tell you, you know, folks, uh, what what is the handle on Instagram that you're always posting things on? What is it at? What? Uh, that would be at Custom Works Golf. Yeah, folks, you got to check that out. You got to see the high end detail that that uh, Brian's putting into his uh, you know club repair and club building work. It's just really cool. And so, as a club builder, right? Let's talk custom fitting for a second. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you give me a story about how much of an impact custom fitting can make on uh, on the game of my listeners? Right? You know, give me a story maybe from just this season where you fit somebody, you got them into some of your custom golf works, um, you know, finest products, right? And then you ship them off and then they come back with a testimonial. Talk to me about the importance of custom golf club fitting. It's huge. And, uh, you know, basically the, the biggest thing that I tell everybody, anybody that we do a lot of custom fitting here, um, mainly a lot of Titleist and a lot of Mizuno clubs. And the first thing that anybody notices when they come into this shop, we might have a couple drivers, but other than that, there's no clubs like iron sets that you just buy off the rack here. And, the reason, and I tell this to everybody, that club companies don't charge any more now to custom build a set of clubs for you. 
So it makes no sense for anybody to just go in sight unseen and buy a set of clubs. Go and get them fit. Um, a lot of times now, we do the same thing here. We uh, we include the fitting charge in the cost of the clubs. So if somebody's buying a set of irons here, we'll just roll that fitting charge into the cost of the clubs. And basically, you're getting a custom fit set of clubs for the same price. So it's uh, it's pretty good, and it's really throws out the option of, you know, if somebody even should do it, and they definitely should because it's only beneficial. It can only help you more. If you're playing a set of clubs that's not fit for you, you're definitely doing yourself a disservice. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. We do the same thing at my place. My shop looks the same way. It's all woods in there, uh, tons of shaft options, and then there's no stock iron sets. And, you know, I think that it, over time, and, and I've got two really, really tremendous club fitters at my place, Chris Brock and Nick Gorman. Those guys, I mean, they're total gearheads. And, you know, I, I can't tell you, there's member after member that comes in. And, you know, Brian's saying it, I'm saying it, folks. Wade believes it deep down in his heart that, you know, you got to go out and you got to get custom fit because it's really going to make a big improvement in your game and uh, I I just think that you know it's just one of those things that um, you know I'm not the biggest tech head when it comes to golf but those guys fit me for a new driver shaft this year and it's transformed my driving of the golf ball and it's just been it's been so much more fun you know I mean think about all the smiling faces you have down there when you fit somebody and they come back and or even for you when you find like that you know that unicorn club and you're like man I can, I'm playing so much better right now you know what i mean exactly and it's it's great and it's uh, the feeling that you get from somebody coming in they're like oh i'm hitting it so much better i've i've done that countless times this year with uh fitting people for driver shifts and uh i had one guy come in and he was like he's like can you really get me 20 more yards and i looked at him and i asked him what he was playing and i said you know what that's a goal and we actually we fit him for a driver we got him a uh, combination between a new head and a new shaft uh, we did go aftermarket with the shaft. We actually picked him up 24 to 26 more yards on his drives average. I'm telling you, folks. Yeah, folks, this is not fake news. I mean, this is what's going on in the golf world today. And if you come see us at Springdale or if you're down in the Jackson area, definitely go see Custom Golf Works. You know, Brian, you do a tremendous job down there. I'm going to send you back over to the tournament. I have one favor to ask. We're going to be on air till 4 o'clock. If you get a winner before 4 Text me the winner, okay? And uh, I'll be sure to uh, you know read it on air and uh, make sure that all the fans of the ninth MGP Cup um, know who won today. And uh, you know I wish you guys the best tournament down there and raise lots of money for our friends uh, Chris Hunt and, and uh, everyone over there at the uh, New Jersey Golf Foundation. Can you do that for me? Absolutely, Keith. And uh, we're looking forward to having you back here next year for the tenth annual. All right. You know when the date is? Uh. I could imagine that our date is probably going to be... Will be this week next year? Yeah, we could probably, uh, let's see, probably this week next year. I'm not sure exactly when, but uh, I would imagine somewhere around that. All right, well, you work on the tech down there, and you know I'll be there. All right, sounds good, Keith. Have a great day. Hey, you too. All right, folks, 3.30 p.m. here in Princeton, New Jersey. We're walking on sunshine. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back after this. Weekdays 9 a.m. Join us for the Dan Patrick Show. What the hell are you clapping for, moron? Like you read one too many self-help books and they told them to be upbeat and confident.
I promise most of it is more positive than that. The biggest guests. Lucky to have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We make way for the Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. The stories as they break. Uh-oh, do you see this breaking news here? Heard mornings on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Little Robbie Krieger on guitar. I love it. Hit it, Wade. Love me two times, baby Love me twice today Love me two times, girl there we go, The Doors, and a little Love Me Two Times. And, uh, you know, I picked that as a song for this segment, Wade, because we have a very special man on the line, and he does a lot of volunteer work for the New Jersey Golf Foundation, and specifically for PGA's program called HOPE, which is uh, Help Our Patriots Everywhere. And, you know, I wanted to throw that song on. You know, we, we all know what the kind of the theme of that song is, you know, it's about a military man going away and he says to his girlfriend, basically, you know, love me, love me two times, once for tonight and once for tomorrow, because I'm going away. So, you know, I thought that it was kind of a fun rock and roll, um, military appreciative song. And uh, we have this young man on today. His name is Pete Stefanchek. And Pete is the head golf professional up at Hawk Point Golf Club in Washington, New Jersey. And he is a really, really strong supporter of PGA Hope. And uh, welcome to Springdale Golf Live, Pete. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Keith. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on here and talk about one of the uh, greatest programs that we have going across the country right now, including the New Jersey section and New Jersey Golf Foundation. Well, I tell you, you know, in doing my research and, and the folks here at Fox Sports were doing our digging on you and, uh, you know, Googling you up and, and just seeing the things that you're doing, I, I am just so impressed. And, you know, one of the things today is that this whole show today, this episode, this being our 80th episode, Wade, our 80th show for Springdale Golf Live, if you mm-hmm. can believe it, right, um, is all about our primary sponsor who's been with us since the beginning and that's the New Jersey Golf Foundation. And one of their three pillars is, thank you very much, is the support of uh, golf in the military and this program called PGA Hope. And, uh, you know, if you could, for my listeners, could you talk to us about what PGA Hope, first of all, you know, what it is, and then what, what, what does it mean to you? Absolutely. Congratulations, of course, on your 80th show. It's obviously a great milestone. Yeah, so PGA Hope, uh, helping our patriots everywhere, it's been a program that I've been involved with uh, for about six years now, and it's uh, giving our military veterans, uh, whether physically disabled, mentally disabled, uh, the opportunity or exposure to the great game of golf. And we, uh, as PGA professionals or, and as members of country clubs, are certainly blessed with this game, and it's important that we share it with uh, our friends that have served and given us the freedom to play this wonderful game. Uh, I come from a military family. My uh, father was a retired captain in Vietnam, and my oldest brother 
uh, just retired lieutenant colonel, special forces, and he was in for 28 years. So uh, any opportunity I have to give back uh, to our friends uh, in any branch of the military, uh, I've been able to do. I, I was blessed to, to be part of the section, uh, the metropolitan section, as well as the New Jersey section. So I've been very lucky uh, to be part of you know, the PJ Hope program in two of the best sections across the country. Well, you know, you have me there because it's definitely two of the best sections and certainly the New Jersey section, uh, tremendously close to me as a, as a New Jersey kid that grew up and now I'm a golf ambassador here in my home state. It's just really cool. But one of the reasons I think that it's fantastic that we could have you on Springdale Golf Live today is that where did you grow up, Pete Stefanczyk? Well, I grew up in, actually in the town of Princeton, born and raised. And uh, I grew up and was first introduced to the game of golf uh, at Springdale Golf Club. And who introduced uh, you to that game? That Well, my, my father uh, was a very good player, and actually my grandfather was a PGA head golf professional in Indiana as well. So I'm a second-generation uh, golf professional, PGA golf professional. About Elected to membership about 80 years apart, so there was a little distance in between the two, but I uh, was introduced by the game there and, and spent uh, six or seven wonderful years at Springdale Golf Club, kind of laying the foundation for my future in the golf industry. Well, I, you know, I, I knew that, and I wanted to bring it up because I know that the members that are there that remember you, we're going to love the fact that you and I are talking here on the radio today and we're having some fun, and now you are currently where, you know, I said it earlier, but tell me a little bit about your club up there in Washington. Yeah, so I'm, uh, this is my second year here at Hawk Point Golf Club. It's uh, located up here in Washington, New Jersey, in northwest New Jersey. A fantastic club. Uh, you know, we consider it, uh, our motto is we're not just a, you know, a country club or a club in the country. So we're, we're surrounded by tons of wildlife on a ton of acreage, a fantastic practice facility. Golf course is amazing. We've been host to three or four section and state events this year. Uh, it's a club that continues to grow and flourish. Uh, you know, after having been up in, in New York, it was nice to kind of get back to my roots here in New Jersey. And I was very, very blessed uh, by the membership here and ownership here at Hawk Point to, to bring me back. Well, it, you know, definitely it sounds like one of those perfect marriages between golf pro and membership. And, you know, we, we definitely here at Springdale Golf Live, we wish you the best up there. But let's get back to this PGA Hope discussion. And, sure. you know, let, let's talk about what is what is a PGA Hope volunteering experience like for you? Where do you go? Is it a clinic or, you know, what, what are the experiences like? Can you describe for my listeners what it's like to go volunteer as part of this program? Absolutely. So there are a number of different, you know, clinics and sessions that I have volunteered in uh, over the last six six uh, years. Uh, most of them involve weekly clinics where you actually, uh, I spent some time at West Point, but more importantly here with the New Jersey Golf Foundation of the Lions VA. So, you know, you show up and you, and you meet guys that, that have never held a golf club, that, that that, that have no concept of what the sport's about, have never had any exposure. And you have guys who, who some of my friends, some of my best friends are, are, are from the PJ Hope program that had, you know, inner demons and, and they needed some type of way to, to kind of get away from everything else. They got away from their issues and their problems. And when you're sitting there staring at that little white golf ball, you know, it, it is a great distraction. It can be. Uh, and that's you know, certainly a great escape for every single one of these veterans. But again, you'll spend a, an hour with them. Uh, again, you'll, you'll teach them basics. You'll teach them fundamentals, you know, grip, aim, setup, posture. You've got to keep it simple for these guys. But the neat part is, is that by laying the foundation early, I can't tell you the number of guys that 
have been part of the program, have graduated from the program, that are golf nuts now, like us. They they follow it more than more than I have the opportunity to. So to plant the seed, to give them escape, to give them you know some distraction, some way to heal outside of you know therapy or, or anything else. Uh, a golf course is, is a wonderful place, a wonderful avenue for them. Well, the, the, there's no doubt that we all believe that. But you know, for what you're doing and connecting those two things together, the game and and our veterans, is just a tremendous thing. And folks, we're on the phone here with Pete Stefanchek, and Pete is the head golf professional up at Hawk Point. But more importantly, we're talking about his volunteer work with the New Jersey Golf Foundation and the PGA Hope Program. Now, as I as I talk to Chris Hunt about you and and all that you've done for our you know uh, local section PGA Hope work here, um, he reminds me of a story, and you've got to tell my listeners this story. I mean, the Reader's Digest version, but tell me about traveling to the 2018 PGA Secretary's Cup. And now, folks, I'm going to set the story up for you. The Secretary's Cup is played every year at the PGA Championship, and every section takes a team of veterans with a pro to the PGA Championship, which was out in Missouri in 2018. And then, Pete, take it from there. Absolutely. So I got the call from Chris Hunt, and he needed an, a new uh, team captain to take four veterans out to uh, St. Louis to kick off PGA Championship Week at the Secretary's Cup. Uh, he knew right away I was more than willing to do whatever I could, uh, obviously, to, to assist the Golf Foundation. So uh, you know, everything was set up. Everything was planned. Uh, we had our flights booked, and I'd met most of my team, actually, at the airport. I hadn't even met uh, two of the four gentlemen. And in Fortunately, there was some really bad weather coming into the area, and every, almost every airport on the eastern seaboard here was closed or was being shut down. So we weren't able to fly out of Newark, JFK, Boston. We couldn't fly out of anywhere. So I just met these four gentlemen. We looked at each other. We called uh, the New Jersey uh, Golf Foundation and said, hey, we need a car, and we're going to drive to St. Louis. So all five of us got in a car. We drove 950 miles through the night. I did it with four per, almost perfectly, perfect, I must say perfect strangers. But we had an opportunity over, I think it, we did it in maybe 13 hours or so, uh, to bond throughout that trip. And that's what the entire PGA Hope program is about. It's about, you know, you know bonding and, and giving these guys, again, uh, the, uh, an avenue or escape. So we spent 13 hours in the car. We got to know each other extremely well. Uh, we actually pulled into the hotel at 5.01 in the morning after driving 950 miles. And it was kind of exciting beyond that. I know uh, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, New Jersey section, the PGA, had put out a tweet that we needed coffee. And we needed coffee for the Secretary's Cup. So my team shows up, and I had a local family from St. Louis hunting us down, screaming out loud, where's Team New Jersey? And they would actually brought us Starbucks. Because they knew we were on E, we were running low, we were we were struggling to get there. But when you talk about motivation, you talk about the things that our veterans have been through. You know, the, the, our, our our daily challenges are nothing compared to what they've been through, what they've seen. And 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 you know, 13 hours in a car was not such a big deal. But uh, you know, the icing, if you will, on the cake was that uh, Team New Jersey. We backed up our championship from the year prior. Uh, myself, Charlie Wilcox, Glenn Hockman. Um, who else did I have? Uh, Frankie and uh, Eric was with us as well. We defended our title and we won the 2018 Secretary's Cup after quite an extensive long journey across the country. 13 hours in the car, 
for victory. I love it. I love it. Pete Stefanchek, that is just an amazing story. I mean, that, that to me, I, I just, I, I had to have my listeners hear that story, and especially here in your hometown, you know, where we broadcast from, you know, everyone's going to love that. And, and I, and, you know, this show is recorded and it's put out digitally. I mean, I hope you share that with those guys and, and you, I hope you share it at your next, you know, volunteer job for the PGA Hope and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. And there's one thing, though, that we have to do that's a tradition on this show that I definitely know that you're going to have to share with all of your veterans the next time you're with them. And, and that's we love to do a little rapid fire Q&A here at sure. Springdale Golf Live. So you up for a couple of quick questions here before we Absolutely. Break? Love to. All right. Here we go. Go, ready? Favorite military movie of all time? Glory. I watched it two nights ago. Hadn't seen it in 20 years. Probably one of the best movies of all time. Denzel Washington won an Academy Award for that. Oh, my God. Morgan Freeman. Uh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Broderick. Lots that, of guys. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Last person to text you? My mom. Do you have any tattoos? I have, oh, God, five. All right. Usually I get no, you know, from golf or, you know, from, you know, golf guests. From, from a PGA golf pro, I, I, I'll call it five. That's probably good. Five's good. All right. <laughs> if you were a teacher, what class would you teach? Uh, math. Passionate Best. about math and numbers. Oh, cool. All right. Best club in your bag? Uh, three iron. If you had a, a three, you have a three iron in your bag? No no hybrid? Yeah, I, I just ordered a two iron too. Yeah, I'm 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 still a traditionalist. All right, fair enough. No man, <laughs> and you're doing great things, you know, there, Mr. Stefanchek. So we're, you know, you can keep the three iron as long as you want. All right, if you there had a go. spirit animal, what would it be? Oh boy, It'd probably a dog. Probably a dog. I'm a dog lover. I don't know. Oh, so they, am they, I. They're 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 they're, uh, they're understanding. They're compassionate. They're they're reliable. They're trustworthy. Sure. Man, you had me at hello on the dog. That's good. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, rate your dancing. Oh, 3. Morning, noon, or night person? Uh, morning, for sure. What do you like most about Princeton? Oh, my goodness. What, there's, there's nothing I don't like about it. I've been growing up in one of the best towns in the, in the country, for sure. But best, uh, oh, that's a, oh, my goodness. The community, the people. All right. I like that answer. Here we go. You could have said Springdale too. I would. You know, I wasn't going to sugarcoat. I wasn't going to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a softball lob there, but anyway. That would have been too easy. What's your favorite golf course in Princeton? You know, that would have been Springdale. <laughs> All right, folks. One more. Here we go. When you hear the word hero, who is the first person that comes to mind? My father. Well, Pete Stefanchek. When I hear the word hero and listen to all that you do for these veterans, I, I, I think that, you know, that old saying, not all heroes wear capes, you are quite a hero to me. And thank you for being on Springdale Golf Live. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, Keith. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Pete. Absolutely. Take care. Well, there you go, Wade Weiser. How about that little interview and the story about the Secretary's Cup? That was great. The drive was the good, was the story. The drive is unbelievable. 950 miles, and then they go and win. I don't think I even care what happened after that, but they won. Yeah, but they did, and they got their Starbucks too. You know, the and, and anyway. All right, I know. I got to take a break, folks. Three forty-five p.m. here in Princeton, New Jersey. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports nine twenty. The Jersey. We'll be back after this. One more segment. The brand new nine twenty. The Jersey app is ready for you to download. 
Go to 920thejersey.com to choose your smart device and then enjoy the best of 920 The Jersey anytime, anywhere. Listen to the live stream of your favorite Fox Sports shows. You can even tweet right from the app. The latest weather and five-day forecast is right at your fingertips. Traffic updates are there, too, making the drive a little easier. Get in on the action and download the app right now. Ooh, that tingles. At 920thejersey.com. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. I've been trying to do it right I've been living a lonely life I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed Love that song there by the Lumineers. Ho Hey, right there. You know, very popular song on the radio about a year or so ago. And uh, it just puts me in a uh, great mood to uh, finish up our, like huge show here today for the New Jersey Golf Foundation, a little hour-long special, and although we did make it down to the MGC Cup down there at Pine Barrens Golf Club, um, I'm here in studio with you, Wade, and I appreciate being here with you. And uh, It's ugly outside, anyhow. You want to be outside today. Well, I, I mean, it's, it, it's not ugly outside at all. Oh, really? I haven't been know? outside, so I, can, yeah, it's, I guess I wouldn't know. It's actually, like, really beautiful. Gorgeous, yeah. I was like, I, you know, right now, I mean, if you go over to Springdale to play golf, I mean, it's just peak right now. You have colors. Mm-hmm. You, ha- I mean, the, the, the contrast of the green versus the myriad of colors up in, you know, in the trees. It's like a big Crayola factory. It's See, just, I don't have any windows in my studio. I just assumed it was crappy out. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> easy language. All right. All right. Well, you know what, um, uh, folks? It, this last segment here, I wanted to talk about something today that's really near and dear to my heart. And uh, today happens to be October 25th, 1999. And 20 years ago today, we lost one of golf's greatest champions. And I don't necessarily mean that just in a winning a tournament sense, although this gentleman did win three majors and he won 11 tournaments. But um, we lost Payne Stewart tragically in a plane crash. And, um, you know, earlier that year, you talk about Payne Stewart's year. I mean, it couldn't have been any better. He won his third major championship at Pinehurst. He won the 1999 U.S. Open over Phil Mickelson on Father's Day. And everyone remembers he made that 15-footer on the final hole to win the U.S. Open. You know, every kid's dream, you know, especially that one of his, you know, kid from um, the Missouri that was born and raised, went to SMU, played golf, and then he you know, ends up on the PGA Tour, living in Orlando. And uh, then they go and they travel up and they have that unbelievable Ryder Cup of 1999 at the Country Club in Brookline. And I was there on 
on the property. Uh, you remember I talked to Justin Leonard back in May and I was telling stories. I mean, I worked at a neighboring club during those days and you got to see him and, and what a gentleman that Payne was. I mean, on the final day when the match was over, um, he was playing that match against Colin Montgomery. And he and you know he didn't care about his own personal Ryder Cup record. He just he conceded the match to Monty because the Boston crowd it was so you know had so much animosity towards Monty and and, it, and the place was just kind of had built this fervor and it was just kind of you know boiling out of control and and you know Payne took it upon himself to you know walk over to Monty and say hey everything's cool you can have the match we have the cup and uh, everything's good with that it just it just reminds me of what a tremendous man Payne Stewart was and you know I bring all of this up I mean. You know, he, when he won not his first tournament, but when he won the Bay Hill Invitational in his hometown, and he was living at Bay Hill, which is Arnold Palmer's place. They call it the Arnold Palmer Invitational now there in Orlando, and he won it in 1987. Wade, he won $108,000, and you know he, that was the winner's check. Wow. Okay. Um, to give you an idea, nowadays they win about um, you know 1.1, 1.2 for a regular tour event like that. The the Arnold Palmer Invitational is a pretty special one. It's probably about 1.5. Some more money, definitely. Just a little bit, right? Ten times more and then some and uh, he took all of that money his entire check and he donated it to what is now the Arnold Palmer Hospital but back then it was the Sand Lake Hospital and he donated it to the hospital because he his father had passed away tragically from cancer in 1985 and you know it just one thing after another with Payne Stewart he was always doing the right things and he was always being a great role model and you know I, I remember Payne very vividly and we'll get to that in a minute. But when I was a little kid and I was growing up in the mid-80s and I was starting to get into golf and I saw this gentleman on TV playing golf and he wore the knickers and then the knickers and the, the outfits were all designed basically uh, with the he had the NFL team sponsorship. So it was like, what team is he going to wear today? Is it the Bears or is it the Dolphins? And he had these outfits and he was just tremendously charismatic. And if, if you know me and you know how much I enjoy, you know, uh, my sartorial needs, um, it's just it's one of those things that, you know, that comes from being a fan of Payne Stewart when I was a little kid. Though you rarely wear yellow pants, which you should. Yeah, well, I do have. I do own yellow do pants. Own yellow yes, pants. <laughs> I just have a thing against wearing them on Fridays. <laughs> and you know, so so much about the game of golf. Payne Stewart was one of my very very early role models in the game, and you know, my life is going to come full circle as I finish my Payne Stewart soliloquy here today in honoring him 20 years after the day that he tra tragically died. But you know, now fast forward a couple years and uh, I end up being a golf professional after college and I'm going to spend my first winter down at Isleworth Country Club as an apprentice and this is 1998 and it's the fall of 1998 and it's my first fall winter season and I just left Brayburn up in Boston and I travel down getting my Jeep Wrangler and I travel all the way down no place to live but I got a place to work and I'm going to go I work at this wonderful place called Isleworth Country Club, you know, and as, you know, a middle class kid from Edison, New Jersey, you know, I'd never seen a place like Isleworth before. I mean, this place is like literally, you know, mega mansions and this, this you know, um, bigger than now presence on the golf course and just this wonderful place with all these celebrities and everything. So I get there and, and I start working and my first week of work, you know, I'm wearing my name tag and, um, you know, I I still have a lot of smart answers to, to questions from time to time, Wade, if you can believe that right and um what i would do all the time was you know i'd i'd you know try to say something quippy or whatever if a member came up to me and, and one member read my chest and he said oh your name's keith stewart he goes do you know pain i said yeah sure pain's my uncle 
And I just kind of like popped that out. And I, and I never really thought about the repercussions of that at 25. Oh and uh, so, you know, that kind of went away. And, and, you know, the tour players were kind of coming in. He and Tiger and Mark and all those guys, they're always kind of like flying in and out. And they didn't play a lot of golf because they play golf for a living. And you'd see him practice or whatever. But, you know, I'd, I hadn't really I hadn't bumped into him yet. So fast forward about a month and a half and I'm out on the golf course and I'm going out to visit a group of people and I had to bring them something out on the golf course and we're out there and we're on the 12th fairway and there's a six I'm out there and lo and behold, who's in the group, but Payne Stewart, right? But you know who else is in the group? The guy that I mm-hmm. thought that I was uh, the smartest guy in the room who I said, oh yeah, Payne's my uncle, right? So Next thing you know, I, I see pain and I'm I'm like, oh, this is not this is not a good situation. This is not going to go well. Right? right. I'm like, I wonder how this I'm like, you know, I only open my mouth to change feet type of situation, you know. So I, I, next thing you know, I, I try to avoid the guy that I said the line to. Right. But I can't because, I mean, you're in the middle of the fairway and all these guys see me come out and they're like, hey, Keith, how you doing? Hey, Keith. Oh, we love Keith. Blah, blah, blah. So the one guy yells, he goes, hey, pain. Look, your nephew's <laughs> oh, here. Right. I mean, it's a true story, man. So he, he looks over, and we're about 50 feet away, and he's looking at me, and he's, you know, I, I don't even know if he has a nephew, right? right. So I, I'm looking at, he's looking at me, and I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, all right, you got me dead to rights. Right. How, what are you going to do? You know, like, how, how is this going to play out? So he casually saunters over to me like I'd seen so many times before, and like so many times I'd loved as a kid, watching him walk the fairways in his knickers. And, and no, he doesn't play in knickers at home. He just plays in shorts and a golf shirt. But he's walking over towards me, and as he gets closer, he's looking at me right in the eye, and I don't look away. I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take this yeah. as best I can. So he walks over, he puts his arm around me and he goes, he goes, how's my brother doing? Your dad. And I go, you know what? I said, uh, pain. I said, I said, he's doing great. Right. He gives me a big wink. He gives me a big hug and he walks away. Right. So fast forward to the end of the day, he catches up with me when I'm back in the golf shop and he comes in and he goes, so give me the story. Just give me the story. Right. And he goes, cause you know, right. I go, uh, I go, what's that? He goes, I don't have any brothers because <laughs> I have two sisters. Problem. Right. Oh, right. I'm God. like, and then, of course those other people, they didn't know him well enough right. to know that, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, Oh man, you know? And, uh, I tell you, you know, that was just the beginning of a, a friendship that I had with him and his family. And, you know, fast forward to that tragic day, October 25th, 1999, we were in the shop and, and, uh, you know, watching CNN and the news like everybody else. And it was just a tremendously, tremendously sad day. And, uh, the only thing I can say, is that you know he will always have a lasting impression on me and a lot of the things that I do and a lot of the director of fun uh, philosophy and mantra that I carry in my life has a lot to do with you pain and the way that I saw you carry yourself as a human being um, you know I, I taught his son Aaron how to play golf um, he was 10 years old when his dad passed away and uh, I spent countless hours with Aaron uh, you know my boss at the time Mr. Jameson asked me to take him under my wing and, and teach him and, and uh, you know I I spent so much time with Aaron and, uh, you know, now seeing him, he's 30 years old. He went to SMU, played golf just like his dad there. He looks just like his dad. And, uh, you know, I wish their family the best. Um, You know, that man can't ever be replaced. And, I mean, that's just a small story of how someone that special can have an effect on someone. So, you know, folks, if you're a role model in golf, and we all are, and we, uh, you know, you never know who's looking up to you at any given time, you know, I wish you all just to carry yourself the best and, and to remember 
pain on this day because that guy was just literally the best guy. Uh, he was everything um, that he was on TV. And uh, pain, I think of you often. And um, thanks for all that you did for me in the small time that I got to know you. I really appreciate it. And there you have it, Wade. That's the end of our well put. New Jersey Golf Foundation special edition. Sorry we couldn't make it down to Pine Barrens Golf Club, but you know what? We had just as much fun here in the studio. It's great to be with you, as always, week in and week out. I can't thank you enough for all you do. And you know you know who else I can't thank? That's our wonderful sponsors and supporters, you know? The folks like the New Jersey Golf Foundation, of whom this whole episode was about. Or Summit Golf Brands for these fine threads that you can see me wearing on Instagram right now. Because we're on Instagram Live. You didn't know that, but I put us on, you know, to try to honor pain. And uh, this wonderful b Dratty shirt I have on. Of course, Zero Restriction, Fairway and Green, EP New York. There are other brands. F.H. Wadsworth. You can't see my belt, but it looks good, just like every other week. And uh, I certainly need to thank you, Wade, of course, the Springdale Board of Governors, True Golf Management, and most importantly, all of my listeners that come out each and every week. Folks, 80 episodes. Can you believe it? 80 episodes? Well, 81 is next week. So tune back in next Friday afternoon at 3, because right now I'm heading to Springdale. But where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from the Pine Barrens to Princeton, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.